Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Today's episode with you, the Missouri Training Institute team. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning everybody. Hi. I just want to pause for a minute, and I want to tell you all how much I love doing these podcast episodes with you. Well, it's one you. of my favorite times of the week when we do them. You know, we get together and we do a lot of them at once. Yeah. And I just kind of enjoy the conversation as we, because um, um, even this morning, you know, we're, <laughs> we're talking about this episode that we're about to record. And uh, I think we all have kind of a little difference of opinion right. about yeah, each what's like, going hit on. Hit the button, hit the yeah. button, let's get started. <laughs> we should be recording the conversation. Yes, yeah. yes. And so today's topic. All right. Uh, you saw minimal investments with huge dividends. No, we are not talking about finances here. All right. What we're talking about is this idea of proactivity. Um, And I got to tell you, I was really intrigued by the discussions that were happening before this. When I think of proactivity, I'll just kind of tell you where my mind goes. And I'm going to use a couple examples. All right. When I think of proactive versus reactive individuals, a proactive individual may, you know, be the person that has their vehicle regularly maintained and does their oil changes as frequently, maybe even more frequently than they need to, to prevent car problems. Right. Whereas maybe a reactive person just waits for that light to come on on the engine saying, OK, you need to you need to change the oil now, you know, or, for example, boating. And I've used this scenario in trainings before where you're boating and maybe a proactive person puts their life vest on. Maybe the reactive person goes, eh, you know, what are the chances our boat's going to sink and then has to be thrown a life buoy when they hit the water because the boat sank. And so in my mind, there's kind of those those two divisive ends. You're either proactive or you're reactive. But I want to hear from you all because Dewey and Ray, both of you had kind of a different take on this. Yeah. You know, I think we kind of disagree about this a little bit, um, Brianna, because I think that human beings are both proactive and reactive. Um, I, I don't think that when we talk in absolutes that you're one or the other, that you're going to put the life vest on or you're not going to do it. You know, for example, maybe I um, maybe I'm a very good swimmer. And I feel that I really don't need the life jacket on a nice sunny day when there's not a lot of choppy water going on, right? I think when I think about the idea of proactivity, I really think about how do I respond in any given situation? Am I going to automatically respond oftentimes through our instinctual fight or flight kind of approaches to life? Or am I going to respond in a very intentional way? So, you know, I I don't really know if I would categorize people as always being reactive or always being proactive. I hope that people are more times more proactive because mm-hmm. I do think that there's a lot of benefits to, to that. But I don't think it's either or. Um, now, I do think that people get in habits. Mm-hmm. I do think that people can sometimes get into some really bad habits. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're always reactive. Okay. I'm hearing both of them. And I have to say, I love it that you two disagree. <laughs> um, Are we going to have a third disagreement here? Well, you know, I I see both perspectives. And I see, you know, the the person who sees themselves as a good swimmer that might not put the life jacket on when getting on the boat 
and let's say the boat capsizes. So my question is, is there a life jacket on the boat in order to respond by being able to access the life jacket? Because in that regard, what you just spoke to is that's my response to the action that the boat capsized, Mm -hmm. right? So my response is, um, I'm going to be able to access the life jacket that I've put on the boat, you know, on previous occasions versus the, you know, now I'm clamoring, trying to save myself and, you know, the cooler full of adult beverages, right? (laughs) (laughs) That will be sinking. And maybe that's what I really want the life jacket for, right? To, to put around that. So in that res- that way, I do see you know the that proactivity in a in a response situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you know when I think about oh, I'm getting ready to go into a meeting and this is might come up, you know, and and Dewey's not going to like this, and I kind of think it through a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think about you know what are some potential outcomes, um, and if this happens, you know, maybe I'll do this, or how am I going to mitigate? some of those things. To me, that's that proactivity. So I'm not caught off guard. Sure. sure. Um, but what I love what you're saying here is though, is that you're being intentional about how you choose to react, right? Right. You are thinking about different scenarios, even though you really don't know how I might respond right. in any given situation. Right. Um, hopefully I've surprised you in the past once in a while. One time. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> like I said, we are all creatures of habit, right? I think you surprise right? yourself. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, but you know what I mean, though. Um, yes. You know, it, you are, you, but you're being intentional about thinking about those possible right. scenarios. Right. And I certainly, you know, think about that as well, you know, but I think that there's more to being proactive or even reactive Rather than just thinking about the potential of what's going to happen in the future. I do too. You know, I think another big element of it is about what you have control and what you don't have control over. And I think that's really important to kind of think about because I think in terms of how you respond or even how you try to influence people based on the situation and what you have control over it or what you don't. I think that's going to determine how you respond a little bit, you know? So for example, if it's something that I have a lot of control over, well, then I might respond in a way that, oh, Dewey's not going to like this. And, you know, that's because I do have control over that, right? Whereas if I don't really have necessarily a lot of control over uh, of a particular situation or a particular decision and trying to influence somebody in my direction of that situation when I don't have control over it, well, then I might do things like ask them a question, you know, to try to get them to think maybe about something that they haven't considered before. So as opposed to, you know, I'm just going to raise my voice here and try to get my point well across um, with with more logic, you know, and that may or may not work, you know. So I, I think it, I think there's more to it than just trying to anticipate the future. Well, and I think, I mean, for me, I, I hear all that and I consider, you know, when I... I don't want to say that you're either proactive or you're a reactive person. I do believe it's situational. And I think there are some ways that we are maybe more proactive. And I'm going to also use the word initiative, that maybe we take more initiative in than other things. And it comes back to what's important to you. 
You know, if you are are concerned about making sure your retirement in the future is is sustained, then maybe you're going to focus more on being proactive to investing properly. If you are more concerned about um, building your professional career, then maybe you're going to take more initiative within that role in your organization. If you're concerned about building a better family life, then maybe you're going to be a little more proactive about ensuring that you have those days off to spend with the family or, um, you know, whatever it is for you, you get to determine it. But I think it is situational in the sense that I'm going to take initiative. I'm going to be proactive in the areas that are important to me. But there's a lot of things that I, that I find very, very important to me, um, but I don't have a lot of control over them. So how I respond in those situations is going to be a little bit different. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly, it concerns me, but I might not have control over it. Yeah, but I think there's a, like, an, I want to call it the mental prep. And I've talked about this before. You know, meal prepping is popular. Well, mental prepping <laughs> is popular. And so even if I might not have control over the situation, I need to mentally prepare myself. I need to take the time and the initiative to mentally prepare myself for what are the possible things that can happen here. And I, you know, I think back to my public relations background. What was one of the main things I had to do at CPD was to sit and to think about, okay, before we say what we're going to say here, before I go on camera with this, what are the possibilities that um, they can come from this? What are some of the questions the constituents might have? What are some of the questions the media might have? Uh, what are some ways I'm going to be caught off guard? You know, what could be some of those uh, uh, other other sides or the devil's advocate side, I guess, if you will, from maybe this thing that I think is incredibly positive. And so thinking through all of those elements, and I, I agree, creating kind of your response and preparing what that might look like, that's taking initiative and that's being proactive. Yes, but you have control over those things that you're thinking about, right? In terms of you're, you're having control over your response to some of those things. So let's say that you have a situation where the president of the organization decides to go down a different pathway that certainly you don't agree with. Um, the decision's been made. Um, work is going to flow down and you're now going to have to start working in some of these areas that you feel you really shouldn't be working in. How are you going to respond? So my proactive approach to that is to looking at my options. Okay. What are the options that I have here? And, you know, it could include things like even beyond that organization, maybe I need to look at something different then if that's not going to, you know, meet what I think my potential could be or if I completely disagree. And I'll tell you, I'm going to go back to Clifton Strengths. You know, one of my top five is belief. And so if I don't believe in whatever it is that is being suggested in that situation, then I have to look at what all those options are and make the decision then um, considering my family. Right. Considering the fact that I still have to have an income, considering the fact that uh, I need to understand how it could affect my reputation within that organization, not burning bridges. And so the proactive approach is looking through all those different lenses to make the best decision possible for that. But what forward. I love about what you're saying, though, is you're looking through all the lenses that you have control over. You know, let's say, though, that, you know, part of what you are asked to do, you really don't have a lot of control over. I'm not sure that's a proactivity. That's just a, a response. Proactivity would have been you went to your boss with something that fit your lifestyle and your strengths and all of, all of the things through your filter. That to me would have been proaction. 
pro being before the action took place. Reaction and response, that's where the control in what I'm hearing you two say. And that's something you have 100% control over is how you respond to what your boss is asking you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you set up the situation or not. So, you know, I can throw a temper tantrum, you know, when Dewey says, right, you're going to start working and training on weekends. Or, you know, I can ask more questions. I can get clarification. I can, you know, do all of those things in response to hearing that news Mm -hmm. and thinking long term about what it is, because I still need a relationship with my boss. I need maybe a referral when I start looking for another job because I'm not going to work weekends. You know, exactly. all of but those things. You see how your response changes based on where you feel you have some control. Right. And I agree with you. But uh, I don't think that's being proactive. I think that's just being intentional with my response. Again, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily proactive. I think we've changed in my mind as a definition. Mm-hmm. Well, let, and let's throw out then, I'll throw us out some other characteristics when I consider proact- proactive people. All right. I mentioned the initiative element. Uh, we we're talking here about long-term perspective. All right. Considering what are the possibilities or the potential that this could have if I chose this particular option. Resiliency, you know, in those situations where there's nothing I can do about this project that came down the lines, um, how resilient am I going to be with that? Think of 2020. How resilient were we in 2020? Uh, I think it was within two weeks, Ray, that all of a sudden we're looking at this going, how's this the best problem we ever had? And we started our first ever online Zoom webinar. We'd never been virtual before. That was proactive um, as opposed to just sitting and thinking about it, you know, for a month or a week, you know, even couple of weeks on how how are we going to do this? Uh, really being goal oriented, having that growth mindset, right? And for me, I use, when I th- consider proactivity, I use a lot of um, my self-actualization going to our EQ uh, assessment that, that Ray and I are certified in. But that self-actualization, I think, plays a big role in it too. Like, how much do you think you can do? What restraints, and is it your own restraints or the restraints of society are you putting on yourself? In my mind, when you're proactive, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. Um, you know, Covey talks about, defines proactivity and reactivity. Um, and if you've ever read Seven Habits, um, and by the way, you know, Barnes & Noble, you can get some of that, pick up some of those books there and it's mention the weekly workplace and you get um, um, some discounts off those books. You know, he suggests that we we kind of um, live in two worlds, if you will. Okay, so you have what he calls the circle of influence, and that's the part of your life you have control over, right? You get to make decisions, you get to hold yourself accountable, you know. But that's that's the part of your life that you have control over. And I've been hearing a lot of that, you know, in terms of what, in terms of preparing yourself, right? You're talking about, well, I can prepare my family in this situation. I can think about what my response is going to be in that situation. And those are definitely things that you have control over. Um, but there's also another part of the world that we live in, which he calls the circle of of concern. And this is the areas of our lives that we really don't have a lot of control over. Um, and we operate in a lot of that in our in our lives, don't we? I mean, uh, beyond just your one vote, for example, um, you really don't have control over who really gets elected. Or 
uh, give you some other examples. Um, uh, the weather, does it affect you on the way into work every day? Absolutely. It could be raining. It could be snowing. It could be all kinds of things, but you don't really have control over it, but it affects you. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go off to both of those right. examples right okay. here. Okay. Because the very first one. So when you mentioned that you get your one vote, right? Well, a proactive in my, if I was wanting to be proactive in that sense, I know I only get one vote. However, I'm going to knowing what I know and what's important to me in that and what the vote is that I'm hoping to sway. Maybe I get involved in um, a particular organization in town. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. But notice that you still have control over that, right? You have control over your ability to join a group, maybe go out and pass out some flyers, but you really don't have control over whether or not somebody in the ballot box is going to mark that ballot, right, the way you want them to. Correct. Now, they might, based on what you've done, but that's what you have control over, right? But what I'm suggesting, I guess, with that is I can still be proactive even yes. with the things that I, I just have that are concerns of me that maybe I don't even have control over. And that's because you have the ability to make your own choices, mm -hmm. right? You get to choose. But there are some things in life that you don't really have a lot of choices on, right? And it's about how you respond to those situations. Proactive, to go back to the examples earlier about the weather. Nobody can control the weather, but a proactive person will make sure that they have wiper blades at work. Mm -hmm. That's a proactive person. A proactive person might make sure that they have, depending on the season, uh, a scraper, ice scraper in their right. car. Or right now we're all carrying umbrellas. That's a proactive person, right? So that when the occasion occurs, ah, look. I left my umbrella in my office again. But, you know, I mean, that's a proactive person. So those are definitely not things that we control. But as Dewey mentioned, we have choice, right? We can control our response, knowing that that might occur. So wouldn't it be a good idea to carry something that we might need, mm -hmm. right? A scraper, an umbrella, have good wipers, you know, make sure our tires are, you know, have tread. Those are proactive approaches and choices, but it happens before the action. That's why it's called pro-action, right? Pro-action. Mm -hmm. And I forgot the other example that you gave. Something was about Voting. the weather. Voting. Mm -hmm. And so what she was talking, what Rihanna's uh, mentioned then was, I get on a, a committee that puts out signs for the candidate I believe in. That is before the voting. That's pro-action prior to the vote. Right. You know, I campaign for this person. I wear their buttons. I spread the word. I do all of those activities before the action. You're right. I don't determine, you know, that's in my cir circle of concern ultimately, but I can grow my influence by having those positive behaviors. Once I start criticizing, condemning, complaining, that starts shrinking my circle yes. of mm -hmm. influence. And I guess that's what I, I, I really want people to kind of understand here is that's that. that's different than proactive. Well, it can affect how, how proactive you are because if you are always out there dealing in that circle of concern, and we see this with people once in a while, right? We're, we're, we're creatures of habits. And so, you know, I know some people who are constantly complaining and constantly criticizing. So my question to you is, if you know those kinds of individuals, 
are those the individuals you seek out when you need in when you need um, some information? Are those the people you seek out when you're needing a piece of advice? No, I don't go after those folks. I go after folks that, like you say, that um, are proactive, are proactive because they've grown this. their circle of influence. Exactly, they focus on what they have control over. Yeah. So you know, when we think about proactive, and we're we're wanting to nurture that in our workplaces and with our employees, you know, what, what advice would you give? I think being curious, making sure that you're asking questions uh, rather than, and, and you know, what I'm hearing here, the complaining, the, you know, what I, I heard earlier in my mind, that immediately goes to this victim mentality, which yes. I believe is incredibly reactive, yes. um, you I'm know, agreeing. but being able to ask questions, being able to um, understand fully what, what does this mean? What is going on here? You know, and, and listening for that information and then maybe being proactive and coming back with different solutions or different things to whatever that scenario is. But definitely being asking, being curious and asking those questions would be one of the very first things I yeah. would consider. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of getting to know the capabilities mm -hmm. and the strengths, not only of your own team, but I think of the people outside of your yes. team, you know, cross-functionally. Yes. Because when you have these ideas, when you, you know, are asking a lot of good questions, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maria over in accounting, she's a wizard at that. In fact, you know, she's got a side hustle, you know, and we can and then you can really expand and be proactive to involve people cross-functionally and, and kind of by knowing those outside talents and strengths um, so you can cross those those borders. Yeah, I start, you know, I think that it also requires us to be a little bit, um, almost, <laughs> almost like a little detective. What are some, uh, what are some things maybe you can uncover through those conversations, through the questions that maybe you've asked that could be possible or potential, um, problems in the future, things that you might be able to connect the dots and be forward thinking on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that requires us, you're absolutely right to know, what is it that's going on in you know within the the responsibilities around us, not just within our own role? And so definitely connecting the dots, definitely remaining kind of curious all the time and trying to piece together, okay, here are some possibilities. Here's how this could be a problem in the future. Mm -hmm. Test your theories. It's, you know, it's always good to debrief a mission, you know, when you talk about test your theories. I mean, it's but and it's always good to circle back and say, you know, what would, was that the right decision? Would we do it again? You know, how are we going to be proactive the mm -hmm. next time? Uh, what would we change? And so I think it's always good to circle back because that's what proactive before right. the next action. I think that's what you do. So as we start kind of wrapping up here, all right, I know this has been a, I, I like the, the, the differences and I like kind of having all the different viewpoints on here, but Dewey, I'm going to open it back up. Thoughts just on things that you've been hearing too when it comes back to this I just think concept. that we all have kind of a uh, maybe some different definitions of things once in a while. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely it's okay. One thing that you mentioned earlier about people who um, – how we can help people in the workplace a little bit. Um, you know, and you brought up the idea of victimization and victim mentality – and I think that a lot of folks who remain reactive to end of, to things, they kind of fall into that idea Absolutely, of victimization. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so helping, you know, Ray, you and I saw this a lot with some of the state work that we have done in the past, where there's um, a lot of leadership who uh, that has created a very command and control 
kind of culture, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we saw a lot of that leading to a lot of the frontline staff being very reactive to their leadership and to their organization. Um, And it got to a point where it was just toxic. Yeah. Um, You know, and the problem I think we have there is that people didn't recognize what they had control over Mm -hmm. and what they didn't have control over. Right. Um, And the one thing that you, I'm just going to leave everybody with, is the ability to control your own response to any situation, regardless of whether you have control over it or not, you you have control over how you respond to it. Um, and I think that's what I want to leave people with is Absolutely. this idea that you have to kind of think through that a little bit. Okay? You control you. You control you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for the excellent discussion this morning and go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.